0: Hey, After Buzzers, welcome to an all new Twin Peaks After Show here at Afterbuzz TV. Tonight we're going to be recapping season three, part nine. We love you guys. We're so excited to talk about it, so stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ooh. Hello
0: again, our beautiful Twin Peaks after show, after buzzers. Thank you so much for tuning in to hear us talk about the crazy theories that we are going to. I am your host, Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. And as you all know, our you know Twin Peaks connoisseur, Lex Michael, is here right next to me. Connoisseur,
1: I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I, I prefer a gourmet peaks experience.
0: Well, I'm sorry. A gourmet peaks experience? What, what are you going to do about
1: it? Oh, no. that's I'm describing personal <laughs> preference. I, I like the term <laughs> connoisseur. It was not a criticism of your word choice. But, yes, it is me. I am here again with my giant teeth. And I am all over <laughs> social media at the lex Michael. Uh,
0: Michael
2: Shirley. Oh, wow. Uh, and I am Michael X Shirley on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And we've got a, a Oh, our, a guest our today. amazing,
0: one of our best friends, you guys. Lucretia Lyon, she is here. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Stepping in for Lisa mason yes, will be caught back. up in the red room this week. <laughs>
3: yeah, she's a little sick, so she's in the red room. But we have Lucretia. Hey, guys. I'm Lucretia Lyon. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet, since there is only one. And thank you for that warm welcome. <laughs> you are very welcome. So we
0: have some more answers this week, as opposed to the last week, where we we're in the abyss of craziness, right? Am I I wrong in thinking that I was very confused last week? Two weeks ago. wasn't
3: confused then?
2: I feel like this week we're definitely, like, moving along to, like, finding answers. Yeah,
0: like you said uh, two weeks ago, Lex, it was the pivotal, like, halfway through point.
1: Although technically this week is episode 9 of 18, so technically this is our halfway point, but it did feel like what an appropriate place if we're going to take a week off very appropriate place to do so after episode or part 8 rather where I don't know about you guys but I definitely needed that week off to sit with it and let it simmer a little bit how many
0: times did you watch it?
1: I'm going to be honest once
0: me too once
1: and I sat with it and I made a decision that uh, a couple of these episodes I am going to watch again after we do our do our show but I'm going to try and avoid doing so as much as I possibly can because when this entire thing wraps up I think I'm going to go back, and I know full well I don't have time for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go back to the Twin Peaks pilot and watch the entire thing all the way through all three. Wait, iterations no, 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 yeah. you got, no, you got to go back to Firewalk with Me and start there. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know what? You co- but I feel like because we play with time in Firewalk with Me, I feel like you can actually, if you've seen it all, you can you can pick. For yourself, depending on how you want to curate your own experience, do you want the original run first, or do you want Firewalk first? I like Firewalk first.
0: Speaking of playing with time, uh, I'm just saying that this episode, I'm pretty sure... We have gotten some confirmation that we are playing with time.
1: Yeah, for the first time, and there have been a lot of uh, theories, fan theories, especially if you look at, say, the Reddit, where you run the gamut of fan theories. You get theories that have turned out to be dead on, and you get some where maybe they will in time be proven true, but we're still not quite there yet. But one theory you see... Still being batted around a lot is this idea that maybe everything happening with Dougie and Janie E is happening somewhere completely removed on the timeline. And we haven't seen too much that would really lead us to definitively agree with that one way uh, or the other. But what we did see tonight were some specific dates, and nobody necessarily spoke the dates out loud, but we see a couple specific dates written yes. on a piece of paper. And I
0: paused mm-hmm. it, and I did, uh, you know, caps and underlining with bold yes. on those dates. And so
1: we're going to jump around <laughs> a yes. little bit, we're I Yes, we're going to jump
0: around a lot.
1: But because you brought it up, the where we finally see Matthew Lillard's character yes. return, and yeah. he identifies the face of mm-hmm. the major, Garland Briggs.
0: Absolutely. He
1: is told, okay, circle it, date it signature. The date, presumably that day's date, is 9-20, September 20th. But a few scenes earlier, when we see Sheriff Frank and Hawk and Bobby open that capsule that was left by Garland Briggs, the date, the two dates on the paper are 10-1 October 1st and 10-2 October 2nd, and Frank Truman References the fact that 10-1 is two days from now, which means everything we're seeing with Gordon and Albert and Tammy and Diane and poor incarcerated Matthew Lillard is happening about a week prior to um, everything else.
0: FYI, guys, my birthday is October 2nd, so I'm basically (laughs) part of this. I am a huge part of this. Let's start off with talking about, you know, Gordon, Tammy, Albert, this entire situation. They are on the jet... I'm thinking Tammy is not as innocent and stupid. I don't think a lot of people are in this show to not be in the show.
3: Well, if you've read the book uh, by Mark Frost, Tammy Preston is one of the narrators, along with Major Briggs. So this episode brought up a lot of just, like... A book highlights, and I thought that was really interesting. I know Lex has read it as well. <laughs> I read it, and I, yeah. I
1: reread it again pretty recently. Yeah, we got uh, some very, we talked explicitly about the meeting between Major Briggs and Cooper that we did not see in the original series, but that preceded uh, Briggs' supposed death by 24 hours or so. That's the note we end the book on. Oh. So it was really cool to see us come back to that moment.
0: It definitely was, and I I love that they're doing all these callbacks, and for those that have not read the book, you know, read it. I think it's helpful to understand this show, because... Essentially, this show is just talking nonsense. <laughs> well, it is, it is and it isn't,
1: though. It, well, it, for
0: those that have not yeah. read the book, right? Well, yeah. it is. Or, or just in general, you know, don't have an understanding of...
1: That's why I, I asked yeah, you guys a couple yeah. of weeks ago if you knew anybody that was watching this new show no. that was new to Peaks. And I, I really wonder what that experience is like. If this is your first experience to this world in any form. Yeah,
3: because uh, Redwood138 brings up a good point in the chat that I noticed as well is this episode felt like the most old school one since the new series started. Especially with a lot of those Albert one-liners. Like I uh, just made me a little <laughs> emotional and miss Miguel Ferreira so much more because he was just killing it. I keep,
1: I keep thinking over and over. This entire series feels like a gift. Maybe no element more so than Miguel Ferreira's performance. Especially, it's like I constantly forget that he is no longer with us and every time I am reminded of that whether it's me reminding myself or something tonight there was a moment on the show where there's a scene with all of the characters that we've been following in that group but it's like all right well why don't uh, we're gonna it's when they go smoke with Diane we're gonna come out and we're gonna spend some time with you while Albert is indisposed now this was shot early enough that it's possible Miguel Ferrer was not ill yet, or was not so ill that they were having trouble working his material in. And also, there's an in-story reason. He's a forensics expert. He's probably spending time with the body. But I had that moment where I went, oh, right. He's not here anymore.
3: Yeah, and he worked right up until the day he died almost, with NCIS Los Angeles. I mean, they pretty well just, like, wrote his character off uh, without killing him off or anything, because they knew, but it's just so interesting to see he worked that long. And Twin Peaks, I think, was done well before he, you know was on there for this season. But, yeah, it's just interesting to just feel that way. I
0: love it, you guys. I First of all, Lucretia. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. one of my best friends. I call her Lucretia <laughs> for short. I think I'm yeah. one of the only ones. Yes. Uh, you know, they have so much knowledge. We all have a lot of hmm. knowledge. But that, of course. And I think hmm. that a lot of these things are going to be coming into play for the rest of this season. I'm in denial that it's the series, you know? It's just...
1: You also, too, really quick, because we're talking about Miguel Ferrer and how how truly wonderful I think it is that we got this performance from him. There's a moment where they first get to the morgue and they're looking at the body and they're talking to this morgue attendant who we've seen a few times. I love her. It's great to see these threads converging. But Albert, true to form, is giving local law enforcement all the crap he can muster, and he throws a line at her where he's like, well, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, when do you think he lost his marbles? marbles. And she throws a line back where it's, uh, what is it? It's like about the time the The, the, the dog 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 ate the cat's eye. Which is a
3: marble joke. And
1: they don't say anything, but Albert and Gordon both quietly just half smile at her, because they're like, alright, you can play this game too. Yeah. And that was a wonderful, wonderful moment.
3: It was like a one of us,
2: one yeah, of Albert us Albert doesn't moment. ever
1: really play well with local law enforcement. <laughs> he
2: For, does not. Wa- right. enforcement. I feel like he thinks that they're just kind of like in his way.
0: Well, okay, so there's this Janie, E, and Dougie slash mm-hmm. Dale moment where we hear, you know... Our country song, America, where he
2: sees
1: the flag, which was also a wonderful moment too. Yeah,
2: I liked that. That look in his
1: eye was like a little twinkle.
0: We were. I was. I was like, okay, is this it? Are we ready? Are we ready for the real no. Dale to come back?
1: I think we're close, and I think we're close because we watched him non-verbally, and I'm sure that Dale slash Dougie is not fully conscious of Oof. what it is he's taking in in the moment. But he sees the flag. We hear "America the Beautiful" mm. start to rise in the soundtrack, and you got it right. Or maybe it's just me, but I like to think that Dale, whatever version of Dale is still in there, is remembering his duty as a federal agent, his duty yeah, to country. For sure. Then he's distracted by this woman wearing the heels, <laughs> and somewhere in my brain I went, now, we never saw Diane on the original series, uh-uh. maybe this yeah. reminds him of Diane. And it's if it, like,
0: this is what happens mm-hmm. during puberty. And if it know? doesn't, hey,
1: red high heels, maybe this reminds him of Audrey somewhere in his brain, but oh, it reminds him, yeah. Yeah. reminds him maybe of something that sparks a memory in a similar fashion, and then, in the same unbroken process, his eyes are drawn back to that electrical outlet, which is obviously Again. our conduit mm-hmm. to... These Do you
0: guys remember when I said this a few episodes that the outlet? I'm going to look back. I never rewatch my shows, but I did say the outlet thing, and I feel like a couple of you guys um, thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say that I I think it was it's a real thing. It, it's space and time through an electrical outlet. Mm-hmm.
2: I. I definitely, when you said that, I didn't think it was crazy. But at that point, you know, we were we like, really, I'm just
0: not going to jump on board yet. Yeah, well, it was just
2: like, there wasn't really much for us in regards to the outlet. You know, like we didn't really know what to make of it.
0: Well, I did. Actually, I didn't.
2: Well, then
1: what what do you make of it?
0: Well, I just knew it was important.
2: Uh, (laughs) Well, we know, though,
1: we know from now multiple iterations of the show, I think it began in Fire Walk With Me, but I think they've really been playing with it in this, uh, The Return. We know that somehow these uh, spirits are using electricity to move around. That's why we get all of those shots of the phone poles, for example. Mm-hmm. And we saw that one room in uh, in the return in episode, was it three, when Cooper finally leaves the mm-hmm. lodge through what mm-hmm. looks yes. like a giant electrical outlet and then appears out of what I believe, I think I only watched this episode the one time, what I think was a regular-sized electrical outlet is where he emerges to take the place of our former Dougie Jones. And,
0: okay, so Mm -hmm. Redfoot138 says, Red heels makes me think of the Red Room. So... Yeah, me too. Fair enough. You are very on point, I think, with that. Next, let's talk a little bit about Dougie and Janie E. (sighs) I've had a lot of theories about uh, time in this storyline... Are you guys with me at all, thinking that this is not 2017?
3: Oh, yeah. And they also mention how Dougie had been in a car accident 12 years ago. And I felt that was significant because we do know the the good, the bad, and the Dougie. We've got all these Dales. Uh, Whoever made that meme, you're the best person ever. Good, the bad, and the Dougie. Yeah. And then we have that car accident with the bad Dale. And I'm like, you know, maybe these are all tied in. And this is how... You know, he changed from that into Dougie, and now he's sort of remembering who he was.
1: It does finally, if nothing else, explain why everyone around Dougie seems like even if their (coughs) patience for his behavior has its limits, Mm -hmm. nobody thinks it's so bizarre that we have to get this guy out of here. It's because, oh, he had a car accident, and he's dealing with the fallout of that accident. This is to be expected. Mm -hmm. Well, I I think that it... It's obvious, yeah. I mean, you can't really disagree that
2: everything is not necessarily taking place in order. But I wouldn't get too hung up on the timeline. Because if you look at how the characters have aged, it, I mean, does it really matter if it was like... I mean, what would you say? Maybe it would go back to, what, 2015 at the most? Because yeah. that's when she said, she says I'll see you again in 25 years. Like, I really wouldn't... I, I mean, it's they've got laptops, they've got coffee. Coffee, like, no, and, but like, they have little,
0: different kinds of laptops, different kinds of technology. Uh, but I know be, that yeah, there
2: that. was a phone in the scene with Jennifer Jason Lee, and that's when you said something. You were like, See, that phone looks really old and dated, but I think when I think of an old, wiped clean phone.
1: I think of an old phone. Right. From like do you mean the do you mean the, the bespangled phone yeah. he was using? Yeah. Well that's just that I read that as it's a burner, essentially. He yeah, just had an sure. old an old crappy yeah. phone so specifically so when he was done, he could have Tim Roth Tim Roth by the way, yes, finally making amazing. an appearance. He could have Tim Roth shotgun it guys I,
0: I am gonna go on a ledge here and what was what it T9 it, it was T what was it when we would text on the flip phones yeah. T9 80 do you know what I'm talking about no 2005 clue.
2: 2004 it was a
0: thing that you texted with and uh, it listen guys I'm going to say this now. It's not. I think it's this what we're seeing as far as that storyline 10 years ago.
3: I think so, too, because of the outfits and the phones and as well as some of, like, mm. the laptop in the scene. It was a ThinkPad, yep. which is not something you'd talk you talking about. They still ThinkPads,
2: yeah. but that is uh-huh. kind of like an old school f- computer. Okay, yeah. well,
1: here's why this doesn't track for me. And honestly, before tonight, I might have gone, well, I don't know. Here's why this doesn't track for me. Unless, and I guess it wouldn't be the weirdest thing we've seen in the Twin Peaks mythology, unless Doppelkoop has a phone that he can can text in a certain code and he can call across time. Mm -hmm. He was the guy. He was the guy who called Patrick Fishler in Vegas Mm -hmm. and ordered the hit on Dougie and this other Lady, who we saw Ike take out in the previous couple of episodes. Mm -hmm. If he's the one ordering the hit, and we we presume that Ike is being arrested more or less in real time, he'd have to be calling across time for this to be taking place in a completely different time period. And this is also a really
2: big budget show. Uh So if this really was supposed to take place 10 years ago, they would have made him look younger. He really shows his age in these scenes I feel like you. when you look at Dougie and when you look at Dale Dirty uh, Dale Bob Dale you know you can see these men are the same age also, aging the same also speaking of
0: Bob Dale me mm. <laughs> me oh, and oh right yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah we're gonna we, we need to make like a we formal we need to make a apology. public apology yeah yeah
0: so me and Michael were watching on the TVs at Aperbuzz <laughs> and let me just say that it's you know, weird lighting in here. It's never a thing, typically. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here, we <laughs> were pausing, and we tried so hard. We are trying yes. to figure it out.
2: Very sorry for think, all the uproar yeah, that it, we caused in the comments. No,
0: it's, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> But sometimes as, we're wrong. As Lex mm-hmm. pointed out, you know, he's right as usual. Yes,
2: in front of the TV Lex is like, "Yeah, look Michael, you're wrong." Yeah. I di- all no, I, no, said, he all I said no he wasn't. No, no, all I was said
1: that. was the the light as it projects onto these TVs makes especially when the image is very dark makes it yes. a little bit difficult to pick up detail. So I was just like just stand stand right here. Yeah.
0: But not like it really. We we after the show last uh, two weeks we ago, did. we had to stand in a we certain did. place to see it. It was so dark and badly lit, and <laughs> that is why we didn't exactly figure it out. On way
2: to plug our our listening station.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
1: But but so I see. I do see a couple of people in the chat. Yeah. We're talking about them playing with time in a bigger way than showing us scenes out of chronological order. And people are referencing the fact that Major Briggs's body is not the age it yeah. should be <laughs> if he if he died when he was meant to, or if he didn't die when he supposedly did. Even if he only died days prior, he we're definitely playing with time somehow. Yeah, I don't. I still don't buy that what's happening with Dougie and Janie E, though it does feel heightened in a way that the rest of the scenes don't necessarily, or certainly in a different direction, I'm still not sold on the idea that it's taking place a decade plus in the yeah. past. I don't know if it's I'm that far either. in the
3: past, but I do feel like it's on a different either plane, or there's something different about the Dougie scenes to me yep. that don't fit in with the other stuff. And that's why I say it's a, it's gotta be well, something. It-
0: To me, it's in a way that it is Dale that doesn't... Dale's a baby. Baby Dale. But as a human (laughs) grown man. uh, And he's going into these things, and he doesn't know what's going on. And he's coming into them no matter what time. Clearly, it's past 1990. Yeah, <laughs> we can. We <laughs> were, we're are good really with that. Yeah, fun, no, though.
1: it was all. Yeah. It was within the past couple of decades. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about this interesting scene with Jerry Horn. What do you mm-hmm. think? Lex is just you know
1: going get, out he, No, I got. he is it, what, His every single time it's like Lex knows what's really? happening. Yeah. he frequently no, does not.
0: Lex's foot is going out of control right now. <laughs> if, you, if you know what I mean. All right.
1: I, so I told you in confidence that my foot talks to me sometimes, yeah. and I didn't expect that we were going to air that particular piece your, of dirty laundry live. Did you like that? Some... No, but see. Okay. So, so, so okay. And I thought for a second. I was like, Are you? Is Mike running with this bit? It's like Uh no, okay, we're not running with the bit anymore, and that's for the best. So (laughs) So has Jerry I guess this is are we picking up from where we left Jerry Horn God is, knows. Yeah. I think we must be, right? Because I think he looks the like devil he's knows. I don't think
2: like learning disabilities like that go
1: away. But I mean, well, he looks yeah. I, I just <laughs> think oh, he's crazy are, high. And what yeah. is amazing about oh, the mythology of oh, Twin Peaks is Jerry that Horn, Now do you see what I said? Else? I said
0: he is stuck in between space and time. And I know I'm crazy. I sound crazy, but I really think that Jerry Horn is actually somehow stuck in between space and time. It's entirely yeah. possible
1: that in the mythology In the mythology of Twin Peaks, it is possible that marijuana is a gateway drug, not to harder drugs but in fact to the Black Lodge itself though I think it is equally if not far more plausible that Where Jerry you? well that's just, how I normally
3: watch this show Jerry's so yes Jerry's just balls
1: high I think but I love uh, uh, Kelly Telly in the chat mm-hmm. saying I saw a correlation between the foot and the arm and of course mm-hmm. how could you not immediately no. you get the subtitles with the weird voice so it is entirely possible that Jerry although I do think this is mostly a matter of Jerry just being balls yeah. high who knows for all for all the talk you hear about people people's you know marijuana is a is a mind expander and it'll open on, your it'll no, open your mental doors.
0: What? That's no, i normal thing. You're not an anti-marijuana
1: person. No, oh no, quite the contrary. I, uh, but I'm saying you know the 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 what you hear the whole the through line you hear from a lot of the biggest advocates is it's going to open the doors of perception, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera for all we know, within the boundaries of the Twin Peaks mythology, maybe Jerry's mind got open just enough that he's psychosomatically black lodging his own foot.
3: Well, and I can tell you, because I've smoked salvia, um, that's what it seemed <laughs> like to me, is that that, because I know I was like, oh my, my right? arm I'm, I'm pulling me down,
0: like no, so yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure it was salvia. Isn't
2: that but. what put Dimmy? Demi- I've smoked
3: salvia
0: too, <clears throat> no. and it's fine he get over, like, in about an hour. Uh, but I think this... Mine didn't last. I, I don't think that a lot of things are brought up in this show for
3: no reason. Are yeah, you? my cousin thought he was in another dimension. He was just laying between the couch and the bed going, ah.
0: That's hi.
2: what uh, Demi Moore yeah. did, that yeah. sent her to the hospital. Well, I thought was it was maybe
0: you guys, sent her to a hospital. Maybe this is its own Twin Peaks, yeah. and David Lynch is there <laughs> in the hospital, he's like, Demi, it's okay. <laughs> like, you're Audrey. It's gonna be fine. Oh, of yeah. course.
1: Uh, Uncle, Uncle Trump. Uncle Traveling Matt. Mm. Uncle Traveling is a myth. Thank you for the Fraggle Rock reference. I was not I was not ready for that. You just made my heart sing. Uh, Uncle Traveling Matt in the chat says, "But if mm. two ride two rides Hooker Jade sends the mm. key to Ben Horn in okay. the mail, then that should dispel unless the key took a decade to get to the Great Northern Hotel." And the United States Postal Service is not that inept.
0: It's pretty bad. It's it like sending a letter to Santa. You know, it takes a while. Yeah. Is, is what I'm thinking. But Jade, Jade was the woman, the prostitute. Am I, am I wrong? In two things?
1: rides. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Jade, give two rides.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Jade, give two rides. So I think that it's all, you know. I we have no idea, you guys. No one has any idea.
2: I'm the horn. I'm most excited about is Johnny Horn, which yeah. is what I was talking about earlier. When I said um, that I don't think like learning disabilities like go away overnight, no. but we got to see him grown up. Running around acting the same, and I was wanting to think, like, after he ran into the wall and after his mom was chasing him, that Audrey was
1: gonna walk out with like a cigarette and
2: be like, oh, But I do, Johnny,
1: I do think, <laughs> g- given that we and that I think one. the entire internet, the entire internet has been going, Where's Audrey all season so far. If something happens to Johnny where he accidentally She'll have to
2: come back to town, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Or if, if she is in town, she's got to come out from wherever mm-hmm. she's been. If something happened to Johnny, I also like that even though he made a dent in the wall, I like that the, <laughs> the visual hole. the visual does somewhat echo the note on which we leave Ben Horn in the original series, where he runs into the side of the the Hayward fireplace and leaves a bit of a bloody mark there as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, going back to Ben Horn, since we're just jumping all around tonight, yeah, let's just and do you know it. the humming that he and Ashley Judd, go, uh, yes. Beverly, in the Beverly. show, that humming. Do you think they're hearing Josie?
1: So that is something that <laughs> occurred to me too in the week since, and maybe I would have said a handful of weeks ago I would have said no because we know that Joan Chen isn't coming back but even if Joan Chen doesn't come back there's no reason we we could not allude to her character and even if it isn't Josie we've seen plenty of evidence that the Great Northern Hotel is a place where these spirits can essentially it looks like come and go as they please Well, well what makes you say that well specifically when Cooper is shot the fact that the giant is able to appear to him in the room. Mm, Guys,
2: I... I so, never have seen the Great Northern as being, like, a spiritual... Though,
1: the, the waiter is apparently also the giant. Like, apparently they are one in the same. So it's entirely what? possible that... Yeah, that's in the final, the original finale, in the log. Oh. Yes. Yeah, 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 one, one in the same. But if the waiter is also the giant, then I suppose it's possible... That the giant maybe just hangs out in the vessel of this old waiter at yeah, the yeah, hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. you want to know what I think? Is the vessel is Tammy? I think that Tammy it seems like a beautiful woman.
2: Nah. That no. No, not not a beautiful woman. I no, think.
0: she is, but I, I think that she is a vessel for something. Because, what? Yeah, I do because she uh, she talks to Diane. And she, I don't know, she says a lot of things. Let's see. She says that, uh, let's see, has he found an enter? Oh no, that's someone else. Good pod. I'm just
3: gonna,
2: listen, <laughs> I'm just gonna say
0: I have four pages of notes. <laughs> and I am gonna call it out now so when we end this shit, well. that I'm gonna be right.
2: What do you, think, <laughs> you think? What do you think? Laura Palmer is hiding somewhere in Tammy Preston? Yeah.
0: No, Tammy Preston is. Yeah, she's a secret crazy person, and she is there for a reason. And I'm saying that I'm not going to speculate on what she is or why she is the way she is.
2: <gasps> I think she just works for the FBI.
1: Yeah. I, I'm with you. I <laughs> do yeah. think she's oh, Agent
3: think, Scully. Let's face it. No.
1: I, I do think if anything, I think Tammy knows her mm. place. And I think Tammy is a lot more clever and a lot more insightful and a lot more adept than she is right now being given the opportunity to be. And I think that's exactly why Gordon picked her for this job. I, I think she wants to be in with them, though. You could really t- tell
2: when they're smoking. Yes. That she is not quite Ooh. fit in with them because... Because
0: she's giving them the alien cigarettes. <laughs> Is what
2: the I the, the alien cigarettes. <laughs> um, I
0: literally think we were watching this and I go, oh, she's giving them." Diane alien Diane was cigarettes. smoking
2: American spirits tonight.
0: Yeah, I noticed well, the package. It wasn't Diane Marley's. Well, let's talk about Diane for a moment.
2: Her clothes? So, slide. she
0: is back. We love, love, love Diane. Yeah, yeah. Still, we're not sure what her past with Dale is. It is
3: yeah, and someone made reference to in the chat earlier. I'll see if I can find your name in a minute. But they talked about yeah, Drake Avila said Diane was wearing red shoes in the episode in the green ra- waiting room of the morgue. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what Dale was picking. Or
0: maybe we Dougie should pay attention more
2: to her shoes yeah. and see if she only wears red shoes.
0: Or you know, to the chat and to me that has a very big imagination <laughs> and are very creative. I'm just saying.
1: But I also... I really do think... And I think I said this in our very first episode. I think the trap with a show like this... And I'm not just speaking to myself and to us sitting here. But I think in general, I think the trap that can exist is there are so many layers to what we're seeing and there's so much in the way of uh, theme to unpack and visual motifs and visual symbols to be interpreted. I think the trap you may fall into is looking for clues where there aren't necessarily clues. I actually think a lot of what we're seeing is a good deal more straightforward than
2: all that. Like slice of life. It's just a, it's just a question of
1: in what way do all of these pieces fit together? But I think the pieces we're being given I at least have more or less been taking it face value.
0: Mm. You know, the thing is, I don't take anything that Lynch does at face value. I think that he is inside of my mind and my soul, (laughs) and I think he understands it, but each of us have our own interpretation of
2: that. I feel like, I personally feel like he very much, besides wanting, you know, his stuff to stand out, he likes to also make it feel like, you know, if you were in, like, a grocery store and someone was looking at, like, every tomato and you just stare at them for five minutes. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it is it's it's showing something different in a different way, a different part of life that usually people just glaze over.
1: And that's why I think it is so perfect that anytime David Lynch is asked about what did you mean with X scene or X visual, he always says when when he's told by the person asking the question what they took from it, he always says some version of, well. Me. Okay, that's interesting. I we made it and it is we know what it means to us, but you know, and he's not going to tell you about it, but he says, "You know, if you saw what you saw and it means that to you, great. That's fantastic. You have that."
3: Yeah, I like that view because so many people get caught up in, you know, not what it means to them, but what they think it means and it, it's good that David Lynch is not so narcissistic that he's like, "You should, you yeah. didn't
1: get what I thought." Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah, God,
3: and that's why I love. He's like,
0: whatever it makes yeah. you feel, and I, I do love that.
1: And that's why, too. Like, not for nothing, when you see, and I don't even mean where this show is concerned. I mean, in general, the internet is a very combative place. And when you see people in talkback sections, when they see an interpretation of the show where they're like, "No, you're wrong and dumb," it's like, but. But why? Like no. why can't why can't I or you or they have their interpretation? It doesn't take away from your interpretation of what it is. And that, to me, is a big part of what makes fantastic art. And no one does it like Lynch, which then brings me yeah. back around to what a gift this show is. It
3: really is. <laughs> So,
0: let's go...
1: Such a kiss-ass. Because <laughs> I
3: like it? Because
0: I
1: genuinely enjoy it? Lex oh just
0: a I feel like boy. if that <laughs> makes me a kiss-ass,
1: If spreading the joy of something that I genuinely, genuinely get into. If saying at length how much I enjoy it makes me a kiss-ass, then, like, David Bendover, I will puck her up. All
3: well, right. David about, Bendover, I will puck okay, her up. you, guys, was, you know, Matthew Lillard.
0: yeah, He is back. Hastings, good. Great Shaggy.
2: performance tonight. Yeah. That was a so, majorly great one.
0: Uh, I laughed so hard, and I know it's not nice yeah. to laugh at when he's crying and stuff.
3: <laughs> but he's so good at it. But like he
0: it. is just the freaking best, and oh I love him. Uh, he has gotten caught in the space-time continuum, is what I
2: think. Yeah, given his uh, what he's seen and what's happened to him, I could. I. I think he gave a really great performance for someone that's kind of like beside themselves that they yeah. don't know what's going on. And so like you were saying at times it was almost funny, but <laughs> all, at other times it was like almost like heartbreakingly believable that yeah. like like we know he's probably telling the truth, but they all think he's crazy. And how else would you guys act? I would probably be kind of like that too.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Ghostface, guys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: can't. i uh, be it?
3: right back. I can't
0: stop <laughs> thinking about She's All That, you know, <laughs> when, and, and yeah. when he's uh, the real world guy. Uh, but oh. I, I, I love him, and I think, again, there is some time situation.
2: Oh, you and the time.
0: Well, do you want to know <laughs> what? When I'm right, you're going to have to.
2: What, I don't know. It, it, I don't what, know. What am I, you what are, are you right, right about to do? Pretty Little Liars, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And don't I'm not
3: know. Emily. Everyone, just if, <laughs> if they, uh,
1: joke over my head. Yes. If they. It, okay, if he actually did see the face of Garland Briggs, which mm-hmm. he, how else would he recognize the face of Major Briggs without a name, nothing but saw a title? All
2: the stuff he said.
1: So are we to assume then, as I, it looked like we are. Are to, are we to assume that they were actually able to somehow access one of the lodges where they found Major Briggs? He used the word hibernating, mm-hmm. but potentially. Hiding out to wait for a time where he could fulfill his role in putting a stop to the evil that would potentially emerge. If that's the case, then yeah, we're definitely playing with time in a pretty big way in as much as uh, an age-preserved Major Briggs was able to speak to these other characters. The
0: thing is is that Major Briggs is dead now, and who would want to stay at 70? Is my big question. So, but they,
1: he but he stayed in his probably stayed in his forties. Like it, I that was, was a little confusing to me. No, like they how said you know happened.
0: he's seventy. It, it's
1: a. They're saying
2: that if he God. was alive and he just died a few days ago, he would have been in his seventies. but he was supposedly died in his forties when, which is the actual age of the body that they have. But for me, I I I don't know quite, quite what to make of that unless he faked his own death and was hiding in another
1: dimension. Or traveling
0: through space and, and it time. seemed like
1: wherever he was, he did not age. Whereas wherever Cooper was in this other yeah. dimension, I don't, he did. Yeah. I don't think that he's in a lodge.
2: I don't think that, because the way that he they said that the, all these strangers were around and there were, what did it say, so many other people there. We never have ever seen very many people in any of the lodges. Right. Say maybe three, four at a time. So I feel like
0: he, you think there's only like a four person. I think
2: there's there? <laughs> yeah maybe. I think you gotta get <laughs> lost in all those rooms. But but the way he was describing it, I was thinking that this is somewhere else we haven't seen yet because it also kind of goes back to in the secret history when you you hear about the log lady and Garland Briggs getting um, abducted by aliens. You know, I think. That there's something more there. I want to think that so, where okay, Garland was, Kelly Telly in the
0: chat said, "White Lodge time passes extremely differently." <laughs> in the original series, he leaves for two days and doesn't realize it. So again, guys, this is a group effort.
1: Uh, we- uh, Matthew Lillard also references the fact that the major, whose name he did not at the time know, said something about he's wherever he is now, he's trying to get to another place. Right. Yes. So that could be he's in, he may hypothetically is in a lodge and he needs to get to the other lodge for purposes. Gosh, maybe it's a blue unknown. lodge,
0: guys. What the hell are we going to do if there's a blue lodge? Let's jump into the <laughs> Sorry, I know there's not a blue lodge. Don't make fun of me. But I'm just saying. I'm on they're... board.
1: I want a, I want a purple lodge. I want a rainbow lodge.
0: Screw you guys. I, I want
1: a teal lodge. I feel like that would be quite soothing.
0: I love all these people because they're my friends and they make fun of me. <laughs> uh, okay. Bever- uh, ben Horn and Beverly. The Ashley Judd situation.
2: Oh, I think it's Josie. Mm.
0: What is going on here? Coming
2: around. Oh. So they are <laughs> Their almost... love... Their love, The little love
0: yeah, situation there? I going said they on. almost hook up and then yeah. they
2: hear the noise from the lamp. I think it's it is-
1: My favorite thing about this scene, though, because we didn't really get any more insight into what this no, no, could, noise could be, I love the fact that the Ben Horn of the original series would not have thought twice about cheating on his wife to go after this this next attractive woman that he sets his sights mm-hmm. on. This Ben Horn is a changed person. That doesn't mean he's a, complete, he's a creature of goodness and, <laughs> and light and nobility, but this is not the same man that we knew 20-some-odd oh, years ago. He's just ago.
0: old and uh, sad.
1: But he had an opportunity. He could have, he really could have taken advantage of that situation and slept with Beverly, I, I believe, having watched that scene, and he made a choice. He Chose not to. The Ben Horn from the original run, I don't believe mm. would ever I have agree, made that choice.
2: But don't you think he knows she's got some kind of game going?
1: Like possibly, but he yeah. was involved with Catherine Martell for how long?
3: Yeah. Well,
0: guys, there's one okay. thing I, I think skipped that's over. That's kind of
1: why he might not have done. That. You guys,
0: <laughs> I, I, I need to bring one thing up before we end and get into predictions that I skipped over. That was Bobby, and that he threw that thing. Oh yeah,
2: you were getting real yeah. real into that.
0: I, I was. So, Bobby threw what seems like a big joint. I mean, hella yeah. <laughs> like an
2: I alien blunt?
0: Yeah, I, I think I called an alien joint. But he, and then he threw it and they heard vibrations from it. And again, we are confirmed that this is possibly a space-time continuum. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I, I actually think, think, I think I'm it, gonna be right.
2: No, I don't think it has anything to do with Base time. I think it's an alien object. I think it's something that, I mean, he'd shown it to Bobby when he was younger. He'd been working, you know, on these types of cases, monitoring these numbers coming out of space. Like, I think if anyone would have a and anyone in Twin Peaks would have a piece of alien hardware. It would absolutely it would be Garland, Garland Briggs, especially to put it in that chair. Yes. like with that little
1: switch. I loved. Yeah. Yes, I loved yeah. all of that. I loved the fact that we got uh, after the coordinates and the dates, we got a clipped piece of the Cooper Cooper from the numbers from the original and run. Notice that
3: there's a <laughs> <she> half <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> half. It's Cooper <laughs> Cooper half, and that because
2: explains Dougie. Yeah, uh, but, you, but more than that that. There means there's a half person
1: but, running around. But more than yeah. all of that, as much as I loved the nods in that respect to the original run, what I truly loved about these scenes was exploring even even posthumously the relationship garland had with bobby with his son which i think gave us one of the most beautiful and moving scenes of the original run where they're sitting at the counter at the double r and garland explains to bobby this vision he had of his son being prosperous and happy and it moves bobby to tears
2: yeah when i saw that like originally i was like that's shit yeah right bobby's gonna end up like like in a gutter somewhere but
1: he was right but he was right and this one we got Charlotte Stewart back as Miss Briggs this wonderful scene where she tells Bobby and Frank and Harry about what her husband had told her before Mm -hmm. he died and that moment where she tells Bobby essentially your dad knew you were so when he told me this you were so far from where you are now and like they both Mm. didn't know what was going to happen with bobby and he knew somehow that his son was going to be okay and it it moved everybody in the room that's where we get finally they refused coffee at first where we get the tension break moment or the the relief of like how about that coffee now and everybody's almost like (laughs) dusting their eyes a little bit like okay Mm -hmm. let's do coffee I, I, I'm not ashamed to admit, yes. like that. Re- that scene did you really, cry? really got huh. me. I <laughs> it, it a little did, bit. It did
0: come full circle. Mm. A few words, guys. Let's get some predictions for next week. Mm. Predictions. Mm-hmm. predictions. I like
1: that song.
2: Let's let's pull out our ever-loving. Oh, the
3: log! Oh,
2: I know or, the or log
3: is, always runs away
0: from me. Should
2: we start with our guest? Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. I get
3: to hold the log. Yeah. Again. I predict that um, Dougie is in a different timeline, and since I've said it, because there's just something off about that particular one, and I think that I don't know, Bob Dale, as they call him, in the, or Bob Coop in the chat, he plays with time because he's yes. Bob. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> love it.
2: All right. Well, I got a total, something that came to me tonight, totally mm. different than anything I was thinking. But I think at the very end of the show, we got to see Sky Ferreira at the Bang Bang mm-hmm. Bar, and she has this crazy rash. I see you guys talking oh, about yeah. it. Yes, yes, the rash, and that made me think several things. It made me think of the bug crawling out of that egg, kind of like creepy. You know, it kind of made me it th- made me think about that a little bit, and it also made me think about that it's happening again. The the whole oh, Palmer yeah. the situation, whole, like the what do you call that? The subtitle of yeah. the series mm-hmm. this year. And I think Skyfire's character might be our next Laura Palmer because I feel like there's going to be a death that's going to tie all of this together.
3: See, I thought Amanda Seyfried was going to be the next Me Laura too. Palmer. No, we haven't yeah.
1: seen her in a while. Maybe. On to you, Lex. So one thing we didn't hit, and if we did, it was only incredibly briefly. Diane got a text message this week mm. from our Dirty Dale. It is unclear. As of this moment, whether the two of them had been in contact before this point, it seems clear one way or the other that Diane is going to be pulled far further into this mess Mm. than she ever Mm -hmm. anticipated or ever hoped to be. Where we go in that respect, I'm not sure, but I do think... I'd be shocked if we saw the last of these mysterious rashes as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and beyond that... They my,
0: never go away. Beyond know?
1: that, maybe my single favorite thing about this show is I don't have the first earthly idea of what's going to happen next week. And that <laughs> is... In in this TV landscape where if you watch enough television, you feel a little bit like even if you're really liking the show, you can predict where these rails are going to take you. I don't know.
3: This show and is literally great. off the rails. It's fantastic. <laughs>
0: oh, on that note, uh, okay, so I am thinking that we are doing a bunch of different time continuums with all of the different Dales. So I think that the OG Dale and then Dougie Dale and then Dirty Dale, we are all talking about different timelines. And we're seeing them, and I, I, I really can't tell you guys when or what that is, but I'm, I'm thinking that they are all at different times. That's all I got for you guys.
3: And Dirty Dale is the darkest timeline. And mm-hmm. and I
0: think he also is Bob. The Dirty yeah. Dale is Bob. We, haven't we yeah.
2: established that?
0: No. Yeah. Okay, well, yes. But They're going to
2: like freak out no. at you if you even question that. He
0: is Bob. God, guys, <laughs> he's Bob. The guy two weeks ago was, was Bob.
1: Bob. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who it is. One last thing, this is not mom. a prediction, this is just a moment I really, really like. When when Gordon Cole mm-hmm. walks out to meet Diane to have a cigarette with her, it <laughs> looks like in this okay. take, there's a moment where it looks like David Lynch is walking out and the door bumps him and it looks like an accident. And David Lynch continues to play the scene but very quietly makes this face like he's laughing to himself mm-hmm. about it. Love that more. That
0: yeah. well, and a bunch of people in chat say uh, that Diane is working for the Bad Dale, and that it's a it's a big scheme for us, probably us watchers, you know. To... It's
2: obvious she's been lying. Well, she knows she, he's a liar. She's been
0: lying. She's a bit traumatized. But guys, we love you no matter if you love us or not. We are <laughs> on this together. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for watching. Thank you for joining us, Lucretia. One more time, where can everyone find you on social media?
3: All right, guys, I'm Lucretia Lyons. You can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one.
2: <laughs> and I'm yeah. Michael X Shirley on Instagram and Twitter. And there are several of me out there, but you can find me at Michael X Shirley. <laughs>
1: I'll go one step further. I'm a dime a dozen, folks, but you can find this one at the Lex Michael Oliver social media.
0: I'm basically like a Dougie Dale, right. Sam Davidson, <laughs> over here. There's probably a million of me, so follow them and let me know what's happening. Sam Davidson, SamD43, Twitter and Instagram. I love you guys. I haven't even told Lex yet. Uh, I'm out next week. He's going to be leading. What?
1: <laughs> don't do not do this to the nice <laughs> people.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know what? I think your guys are going to be here. I'll happy. be here for you. Yeah. Well, uh, guys. Ooh. We love you. It's going to oh, be a ride, kids. It's going to be a ride. Thank you so much for tuning in. Comment, rate, subscribe. We'll see you next week. Bye.
1: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I'm I not, not your foot. foot! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.